Blog Talk Radio. Later, that um, 
we had a very strong connection. And uh, I first met uh, Hari Kapra uh, through the ISKCON community, uh, the Hari Krishna community as they're known. And he would come and we would talk and, and have what we call prasadam, which is spiritualized food, pure food, food uh, vegetarian. And I was just so impressed with his knowledge. He was a humble person for the most part. He had a sense of humor, and he also had a way of connecting with people because he could read people. You know, he was a, he was clairvoyant. He was a clairaudient. He was an empath. He was a, a number of things that you would associate in the metaphysical uh, 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 lexicon in terms of those gifts that uh, people have who are highly spiritually developed. My wife just stepped into the studio. I'd like to take the opportunity to say hello and for her to say hello to you. Alafia, everyone, thank you for joining my husband on his show tonight. And as always, I'm happy to always be here as it looks like I'm, I'm somewhat a permanent guest. I'm like part of the fixtures here. <laughs> and, and I enjoy that. I like um, I like being a part of the show and sharing. So my, my husband was talking about Baba Hari Kafra. And uh, when I say his name, I, I give him the honors of who he was. Um, and I say, because he truly personified and took on an earthly stature of the Egyptian deity Amun-Ra, and he went by that name. Harikafra um, was the founder and high priest of the Netur Shishini Hechanu, which is the temple of the white and gold lotus, and that was the spiritual energy that he was charged with from the Most High. And so we found out in a, I would say, uh, synchronistic way mm-hmm. about his transition. And uh, very, very good brother. I, I studied with him for a short while. I met him through my late godfather. And... Uh, I'm sure that anyone who knew him would only have positive things to say about him. And even as I say his name now, like I'm laughing because he used to crack me up. He was one of these type of people that he's really knowledgeable. He could be spiritual. He could uh, speak the comedic tongue and teach it and teach the hieroglyphs. He was also a musician, by the way, just as an aside. And uh, he was a healer. And he was an engineer. By trade, by trade. right. He was very by tough. trade an engineer. So this is a very, very, this was, what I'm going to say is, because we know that the energy perpetuates. Absolutely. And the reason I said transition is I believe in the school of thought that says that we transition from one form to another, yes. but we don't actually ever die where you're just gone, canceled, that's it, there's nothing left. No. I don't believe that. I believe that he is in another realm mm-hmm. and that he's continuing to do good 
in another realm, and he's continuing to teach and to make people happy and to make people smile. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that my husband uh, is paying homage to him this evening on the show, but I would also like to mention in line with um, the transition of Baba Hadi Kasva that my husband started the show talking about giving thanks. We must give thanks for every day that we're allowed to be in this particular vortex, yes. in this particular three-dimensional setting, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a privilege and an honor, and it's a school of learning. And every day that we're allowed to open our eyes again and continue with whatever our path is, that is a blessing, and that has been something to be grateful for. Um, my husband and I express gratitude every morning when we open our eyes. Yes. And it's important. Um, we don't know when it's going to be our time to transition. Right. And I just want to mention um, in closing, because you, you all know I'm wordy, so I'm going to say in closing, no. I am. I really am. <laughs> and that's okay. It's that's okay. my path. Yes. And I just wanted to end with saying uh, lessons learned. Find your path, whatever your path is. Find that as soon as you can. I found my path later in life, but I don't discount any of the experiences that led me to the realization of what my path was. But I'm saying that to say this. Life, is, life can be short mm-hmm. in this particular vortex, in this particular incarnation. It can be short, and I behove you to get as much joy out of it as possible. Yes, absolutely. And part of living a joyful life is if you have the ability to find what your path is early and follow it. Because when you're operating outside of your path, that can tend to be a, be in a state of suffering. Mm-hmm. And I'm speaking from experience. I know what I'm talking about. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just take just a moment, Bob. I'm going to take just a moment to, right to give my advice. Please. And that is, please, whatever it takes, be who you are. Don't try to be like anyone else. Don't try to be like a family member or a friend or someone whom you admire. That might not be you. And that causes suffering. Mm-hmm. The things that you enjoy, grab a hold of them and don't let anyone make you think that they're not important or that they're not cool or why would you want to do this or why would you want to go there and why would you want to have that. Be unapologetic. You don't have uh, to explain you your joy say that again. to anyone. Be unapologetic. Yes. Yes. You don't have to explain your joy to anyone. Mm -hmm. If you love plants, maybe that's the path for you. Maybe horticulture. Maybe you might want to open a a florist shop. That's just an example. If you like small dogs, like I do, I love them. Maybe you might want to be a veterinarian or even a dog walker. It Mm -hmm. doesn't matter as long as you're doing in your heart what you know makes you happy each day of your life, the money will come mm-hmm. when you're doing something that you truly enjoy. And don't ever, ever, ever allow anybody 
to make you think that something that you enjoy is stupid, you shouldn't be doing it, why would you want that? That's that's when you look for that exit sign. You go far and fast away from those kind of people as fast as possible because they are not contributing to your well-being. Because if they were, they would encourage you. It doesn't matter if a friend or family member doesn't want to do what you don't what you want to do, but I will tell you, they don't have the right to discourage you from something that you like. They need to worry about their own lives and pursue the things that they enjoy instead of spending precious time and energy discouraging you from something that you enjoy. And I mean that sincerely. And, you know, again, I'm speaking from personal experience. I've lived it. And anyone who knows me knows that the work that I do, the coaching and speaking, anything that I do, I base it on what I know. If I don't know about rocket science, I'm not going to talk to you about it. But I can talk to you in full detail and with full assuredness and evidence about life's lessons. And so I just wanted to share that today. And uh, thinking of Baba Hari Khafra, there were many things that he wanted to do yeah. and that he tried to do, and he did not have the opportunity to do it. And in some Cases he was self-sacrificial and allowed people, places, and things to prevent him from actually self-actualizing. Mm-hmm. And so, again, my message, I can't overemphasize. Be who you are. Love who you are. If you need assistance with that, find somebody that you trust and who doesn't have anything at stake. Mm-hmm to contribute to your well-being because many friends and family, they, they take it personally. They might want to be controlling because they know you. Those aren't the people you need to go to sometimes for help. You go to a neutral party who has nothing at stake and that their only intention is for your well-being to be magnified. So I'm, I'm done, Baba. No, well, that was, I'm really so happy that you... Uh... You, you shared what you had to share, especially in terms of uh, the uh, uh, conundrum that many of us find ourselves, even in, during this period, this celebratory part of the year, this season, that we uh, celebrate, some of us celebrate Thanksgiving, and, and some of us are not too thankful uh, because of the, the elements of that uh, holiday and how it evolved, which I covered last week. But without getting into that, we have to give thanks as you started as you started off with your thoughts. Uh, but in terms of not being uh, feel that you have to be committed to the opinions of others and to uh, emulate the personalities and the pursuits that others have, which is not concurrent or uh, should I say not synergized with your purpose, one has to have the courage. Uh, that brings me to a book which I will be reviewing, if not next week, the week after. It's titled The Courage to Be Disliked. Absolutely. I repeat that. The Courage to Be Disliked. That takes courage. Yes. This is a Japanese phenomenon that shows you how to change your life and achieve real happiness. Uh, it's authored by two Japanese individuals, uh, Akshoro 
uh, Kitsimi and uh, Fumitati Kokia. That's uh, uh, Atsoro, uh, Kisimi, and Fumiktaki Koga. Now, I'm not going to get very deep into the contents of the book, because I think from the title you can derive basically what it entails. Uh, the courage to not have to emulate and follow the suggestions of your parents and family members and close friends so-called close friends who intimidate you, or to join organizations, uh, fraternity organizations, church organizations, etc., that do not give you the space to really flap your wings. So uh, it, it's something that one has to understand that most societies in the Western, Western Hemisphere are uh, geared towards the psychology uh, construct of a Sigmund Freud, uh, uh, Jung, and I just learned about through this book, uh, Alfred Adler. And, but Alfred Adler had a very healthy uh, 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 narrative in terms of psychology. And his was about what we were just talking about earlier, to follow your bliss. Another book, Man and Mythology by Joseph Campbell. So I just hope you would note that throughout our shows, we might go off in tangent because we're spiritually oriented. We're not dealing with ego. We're dealing with what's in our hearts. And if it's in our heart for us to talk about certain things, such as we started off with uh, Baba uh, Harikatra, and he, he was the epitome of one who spoke from his heart. Yes. You know, he spoke from his heart. Sometimes to a fall. Yes, sometimes. Sometimes to a fall. <laughs> yes. You know? But I, I, I just get excited. Uh, I'm not finished with reading the book, uh, uh, the Courage to Be Disliked, and uh, I'm about halfway through, but it's not a page-turner per se uh, in terms of you have to really stop and pause and digest what you just read, such as The Spiritual Warrior, which uh, I would digress if I did not uh, re relate to uh, this powerful book by Swami Krishnapad. Uh, Swami Krishnapad is an a, uh, African-American who transitioned several years ago and uh, he happened to have been associated uh, and became initiated through the uh, temple that I met Hari Krishna at, Hari Kapra, which is the uh, uh, Ishkan temple, uh, which practices bhakti yoga. Bhakti yoga means devotional love, devotional love of God. So for those of you who missed last week's show, uh, just I would give a brief uh, uh, overview of of uh, Swami. And go back and listen in the archives. Yes, you can go back and listen to the archives. Now, I must also say that anything that we share with you on the show, we have to indicate that we recommend that you go to your doctor if it's about health information, or your lawyer, or accountant, or anyone else who's an expert, so that indeed you will get their input in terms of the validity and how if it will, will benefit you in terms of you incorporating information that we share in your life. And basically that's a disclaimer that we're not responsible for anything that you do with the information that you hear on this show because we are not doctors, lawyers, accountants, yes. um, financial analysts or anything like that. We share with you from our experience mm -hmm. and the show is meant to be 
educational. And at times it's entertaining because we might say a few <laughs> things that will make you laugh. Absolutely. But the primary intent for this show is education. And, again, we're not responsible for anything that you do with the information. That's the disclaimer. Yes, indeed. My husband was being very nice and sophisticated about <laughs> it. But I'll tell you the real deal because don't say, oh, you said this and I tried that. And this. Don't call us. Yes. Not with anything like that, because Absolutely. we're, you know, this is only educational. In all due respect. Yes, in all due respect. Yes. So the book Spiritual Warrior, which of course we're going to have to continue next week reviewing and 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 sharing the thoughts that uh, emanate from this book, uh, it's a, a way that we view positive events in our life, uh, and, and that being very important. And he says that we feel that it is due us. We are not practicing the proper consciousness of gratitude. In today's world, we are surrounded by environments so uh, hostile to our human uh, uh, nature and spiritual growth that higher truths cannot easily penetrate our consciousness. That's very real. Yes, very real. Very real, especially as we speak today. Yeah. You know, we just found out that there's a new variant uh, that's been discovered, uh, and and now they have to backstep in terms of... uh, Relaxing the 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 uh, the the, the uh, protocol, and my wife and I, as those of you who have been following us, we've been following protocol for the last uh, two years, and we uh, we did relax a little bit to some degree in terms of uh, going outside and traveling in public transportation, but we were uh, sheltered in place for a year. Yes. For a year. That was really some. That was an experience. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And we were very grateful for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. We made good use of our time together. Surely. We got to know one another uh, more. Became closer. Yes. You know, became more uh, closer to ourselves. So. And it gave me a chance to heal. Absolutely. From so being out, you know, um, talking about the rat race, <laughs> it gave me a chance to heal from being in the rat race. Yes. And uh, not discounting gratitude mm-hmm. because I'm grateful for my vocation. <laughs> not, and that's a difference from avocation because those of you who know me know that my coaching and my spiritual work, that is my avocation. Yes. The difference between a vocation and an avocation is with an avocation, you would do it whether or not you get paid for it. Mm-hmm. With a vocation, you do that to keep a roof over your head. There's a, there's a difference. There's yes. differences. Look them up, Google them, you know, that kind of thing. But I'm talking about in my vocation. My vocation is very much within the rat race, not because of the actual work, but because of the environment that I work in. Yes. And so I wanted to be very um, specific about that well, because the work itself is needed work and it's very necessary, and the work, I enjoy the work, but the environment can overshadow Mm. the joy that I get from doing something that I do well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so um, the sheltering in place gave me an opportunity somewhat to heal from the negativity Mm -hmm. Of the vocation. Mm, very well put. The negativity, and I'm keeping it real, you know, again, I'm sharing. You can do all of the spiritual work that we talk about, 
those of you who know me know that I work with um, with crystals and oils and meditations and mantras and all of the above. We're healers. We're crystal healers. We're pranic healers. We're Reiki masters. Mm-hmm. Yes. However, if you were to take me and drop me down into the sewer, no matter how spiritual I am, when you pull me up with a rope, I'm going to have some debris all over me. Ah, yes. Good analogy. There isn't anything you can do about it, no matter how spiritual you are. Mm -hmm. When you get in certain environments, the dirt is going to attach itself to you. Mm -hmm. Can't help it. And so you take precautions. You do things that you need to do and recognize that over a period of time, if you don't do, I will call it um, extreme cleansing. Which is inner. Inner, that's right. Yes. If you don't do those cleansings, there's residue. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, just wanted yeah, to point the, that out. The inner cleansing starts with, uh, there's another book I would recommend, and that's the uh, the Four Agreements, and the Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Uh, I would repeat his name: Don Miguel Ruiz. It's R U I Z. Um, it, it deals with the Four Agreements of having impeccable speech, doing your best, don't make assumptions, and don't take anything personal. Absolutely. And when you're in the work environment, especially within the capitalist work of yes. environment. There's, there are people who gossip. Matter of fact, I posted something on that you had shared several years ago mm-hmm. about uh, rumors and not taking anything personal, you know. And the best thing to do is not even react to it. Don't react to rumors yeah. because if you do, you are fueling yeah. the fire. Exactly. And you want to extinguish the fire, exactly. not add fuel the, to the, it. The people who spread rumors about you, they're waiting for your reaction. That's so they, they, they live for that. It. They live for that. They live for that. Yeah. So the impeccable speech is what that's about. Impeccable speech, outer, with your mouth, and also the inner speech, your thoughts, because thoughts create things. Your inner talk. Your inner talk. What do you say to yourself? Yes. And that's why meditation is so important. That's why uh, mantras and prayer. But uh, if you do these things during your wake state, you, you don't have time for that lower self, ego, to come into play. You know, that's in check. And it, it has to be worked on. We all have that inclination. But the more you work at it, the more you meditate, the more you do with the prayer, the more you, you do with uh, uh, something that I carry with me. Uh, I used to actually, but it's always in front of me by Dr. Wayne Dyer. The, the more you have affirmations in front of you, I'll just read off the cards that I have that allow me to keep myself centered and in check. All things are possible for me. That's one card. Mm-hmm. I must go beyond logic. The world functions in divine order. Another card. Yes. My life has a purpose. Absolutely. Truth, there are no limits. Yes. I control my thoughts. They originate with me. With you. There's an invisible yet noble life force within me. And that is the power of the I am. That's yes. a whole other subject in itself. A whole other subject. And the last but not least, I overcome weakness by leaving it behind. behind. So right. I, I've had these affirmations for 
some 35 years or more. And you gave them to me. And I gave them to my wife, <laughs> yes, indeed. And she, being the creative uh, teacher, the former teacher, but she's has so many um, uh, titles, uh, present and past, that she knows how to make things uh, attractive and uh, uh, craftsman woman, uh, craftswoman, uh, and, and she preserved the cards for me by laminating them and, and so forth. And I was just very so appreciative of that. Indeed, the word gratitude. I'm grateful for having her in my life. Uh, she's made me a better, helped me to become a better person, and 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 also to pick up some of the traits of being a teacher. As, as, well, uh, likewise, I'm grateful to you too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well. You know, that's what marriage is about, for us to complement one another, to assist each other, to heal that part of our soul. Again, another book, uh, the, the, healing, uh, uh, the Healing Soul, I'm sorry, The Seat of the Soul by Gary Zukas. Recommend that book, The Seat of the Soul. And what we're about to, uh, is a, when we meet each other is to recognize the beauty and the the essence of each other's soul, and whenever possible, to be able to try to be an assistance to the healing of each other's soul. That's why we're here on this earth plane, as shared by uh, Brother Gary Zukov. So I would hope, we're about to get to the end of the show, but I would hope that we have shared some things with you uh, uh, this evening that resonated with you, and that hopefully you can uh, share with others uh, who are in your circle. Again, uh, my name is Baba Wesley Gray. And uh, before I end also, may I say that The Spiritual war Warrior by Swami Krishnapat, I didn't realize it until I went through it and was reading some parts of it, but he actually touches upon uh, the Egyptian Book of the Dead, yeah. which is, what is the other title? I mean, the interpretation of it? So the, so the, um, the name of it is the Pert Amharu Angar. Ah, yes. Chapters of coming forth by day from night. That's 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 profound. He 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 mentions he has a uh, tag at the end of, uh, at his index of his uh, uh, of his book, Armin Ra Um Nefer, the the words of the right. divine, the pyramids, ancient structures of mystery, uh, the quest for eternal bliss. NLP, you know, unconscious mind, UFOs, subliminal seduction, on and on. So when one hears the word Swami, one becomes a little bit conditioned to think, oh, Swami, well, he must be coming from uh, an Indian uh, doctrine, yes. as it were. Yes. But no, this brother, Swami uh, Krishnapad, was born here in America, in the United States, went to Princeton University, mm -hmm. a very intelligent person. But he was eclectic in terms of his spiritual knowledge. So I was so excited to find that uh, uh, in, in his book. That's and, awesome. And I must also say that my wife, who was taught by uh, Baba Harry Coffey for a short period of time, she became, uh, if not an expert, very knowledgeable about the teachings of, of Kenneth. I am not an expert. Yeah. I just consider me zero. Okay. Based on He's very humble. No, I'm not but, humble. This but, is real because there is so much to know. Yes. And the amount that I know, I consider it zero. 
Um, okay. if, you know, we shouldn't compare oh, ourselves to others, but there are other teachers that can rattle off the language, one, yes. two, three, that, they, can, that, can write, that can write the glyphs, yes, yes. you know, one, two, three. And, yes, I do a little of that, mm-hmm. and I truly mean a little. Yes. It's not yes. humility. There's a long mm-hmm. way to go. <laughs> but thank you for mentioning sure, it. Sure. <laughs> well, you know, uh, for one who is uh, fairly new, at this information, you know, I know the overall concept, and I can speak with some level of intelligence in terms of the connectivity of all the religions, the connectivity of all the spiritual uh, uh, rivers that are going to the same ocean. Absolutely. So with that being said, I want to thank all of you for tuning in uh, uh, this evening. And as we begin, uh, we end by uh, acknowledging and thanking the One Most High for allowing this show to take place. Uh, we thank our ancestors, and we send blessings, love, and respect to our elders, to our, uh, our parents, those who are alive and not, uh, who are ancestors, our siblings and, and other family members, and uh, to each other. We say to you, uh, Namaste, Alakia, Hetepu, peace and love.